Life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my friends. How are you today? Today is just a gorgeous sunny day, and I'm enjoying the last little bits of summer here in Minnesota. And I'm so excited for today's podcast because this has been coming up a lot with my clients and also I've noticed it with myself and with others. So I just wanted to address it and that is this concept of sitting with discomfort that comes up and everything that we do in our life that's new, that's unknown, that's outside of our comfort zone will cause discomfort but a lot of people will let that stop them. And I'm suggesting that we work through the discomfort and allow the discomfort so that we get more comfortable with the discomfort. Also, a lot of times, we end up fighting with the people we love. We fight with our friends sometimes, sometimes with our neighbors, but mostly with the people that are in our families. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have arguments sometimes or that healthy disagreements aren't normal. I'm also not saying that we should just let people walk all over us. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if we're with someone that we know we love and that we know loves us, instead of fighting with them, I want to suggest that we fight with our own discomfort that comes up. And here's what I mean by that. From a young age, we have a lot of things invariably that happen to us. We're programmed by our families and society. And if we have a loss, a death, if someone doesn't love us the way we wanted to be loved, if someone abandons us, we are still sometimes subconsciously living from that past. And we're not loving ourselves. We're abandoning ourselves and we're treating ourselves the way that we were treated because we don't know any different and we don't know that we can change it or we maybe don't know how to change it. So when we're not loving ourselves and when we're feeling like we're not enough or that it's not the right time yet or that we're just not lovable, if we are in a relationship with someone that loves us, we are going to think that it's fake we are going to doubt their love. We're going to argue with them because we're arguing for our own limitations. So what I am suggesting is that you, when you are going to have a fight, instead sit with your own discomfort that comes up. Divorce your discomfort so you can stay with the person that you love. And I'm also not suggesting that there's times where maybe a separation is what is most beneficial for the both of you. I just feel that so many of us are programmed to fight with our person instead of fight with our own inner voice, our own thoughts that try to sabotage us or that tell us lies based on old programming. I want to say too that your life 
and this is my belief, that your life and the people in it and the situations that happen, by and large, are there as mostly a reflection of yourself in your own internal landscape. So if something comes up inside of you and the people that are drawn to you, that has something to do with who you are and who you're being. The more you can work on whatever's going on with yourself, the more you'll find that different people and different circumstances show up. I would suggest that maybe we date yourself, that you date yourself first. Surround yourself with more inspiring people. You know, there's a saying in the groups of people that I'm in that's very common. The saying is surround yourself with the top five people that you want to be most like because your life ends up being the equivalent of those top five people. And the reason being is because we need to surround ourselves with people are being who we want to be doing what we want to do or have already done those things. And so we're using them as a model, as a story. And here's an example that illustrates this point really well. There was a dog who was pregnant with puppies and it got hit by a car. Thank God the puppies were okay, but its back legs were injured. And so from then on out, the puppy had to drag its back legs on the floor. So it could walk with its two front legs and would drag the hind legs on the floor. The dog had puppies and the puppies modeled their behavior after the their mom who drug its hind legs across the floor. So the puppies learned to drag their legs across the floor. They did not learn to walk, although there was nothing wrong with their legs. And I think this is a really powerful example of how we're programmed and how we might be walking when we can be running. We might be limping when we can be walking. And this relates to how we see ourselves and what kind of possibilities we can foresee for our future. And so when we can surround ourselves with examples and stories of people that have gone before us, it makes room in our brain and in our body for that to be actually possible. Stories and examples and good models are super important. Another point to illustrate this is there was a Englishman who was 25 years old. He was a med student and his name was Roger Bannister. And on May 6th, 1954, he broke the world record that had been held for the one-minute mile. For years and years, athletes had tried to break the record. The previous record was held by a man named Gunder Hug, I believe was his name, of Sweden. In 1945, he ran a four-minute, 1.36-mile. So athletes had tried and tried to break this record. The thought at the time was that it was physically not possible because no one else had done it and a lot of people had tried. Well, along came Roger Bannister, and on May 6, 1954, he ran a 3-minute, 59.4-second mile, breaking the world record. Up until that point, it had been 10 years and athletes had not succeeded. Something in Roger must have made him believe that there's a possibility that this exists. 
and then he did it. And then to no surprise, after he broke this record, many, many people around the globe then started running this in this amount of time, and it became a norm for athletes who were training and serious to be able to hit this landmark time with no problem. Because there was an, exa- an example before him, no one thought that it was possible. Everyone thought it was physically impossible. And Roger Bannister made it possible. So I want to just encourage you today to really consider where in your life are you still holding on and living from your past? I mean, just because someone didn't love you or maybe they left you, Maybe some really horrible things happened, but that is not where your power is from. Your power is from the present and the future. You need to find a compelling reason that aligns with who you really are. You know why everyone is so tired? Everyone is so exhausted at the age of like 20 or 25 or 30 because they don't know who they are and they're living from the past. Living from that past takes so much energy off of our physical and mental and emotional and spiritual bodies. It depletes us of the life force in order to be able to move forward and be in alignment with who we want to be and who we we are meant to be. So just because you had a tough past, I want to encourage you to really stop using those circumstances as an excuse to not move forward, to not do hard things, and knowing that fear and discomfort are going to come up, but you just have to do it anyway. You have to take the action. And that's anyone that has succeeded at anything feels the fear. They feel like an imposter. They don't always feel like getting up and going to the gym. Not everyone feels like on a Thursday recording a podcast and sending it out. But people who win just decide that that is what they're going to do. Whatever the thing that they plan for that day to get them one little step closer to their goal. So I want to encourage you to just really consider where could you really let go of something in your past. And even if you think you may have let go, really dig. Is there something that you're still kind of holding on to that you're using as an excuse or a justification for not doing or being the thing? that you want to do or be. Start living from your present and start looking for your compelling future. What gets you up in the morning when you don't feel like it? What's your why? Do you want more control in your life? Do you want to control your schedule? Do you want to see your kids at all their sporting events? Do you want to have more freedom in your life to take vacations or to go visit someone when they're ill if you need to? What is your why? Maybe it's to be an example of what's possible because you like uplifting people. How can you think bigger? How can you start dreaming that quote-unquote impossible dream and then maybe even someday being an example for someone else who is looking to you for what's possible? All right, friends, that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. And hey... Listen, if you learned something or you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. There is no fee for the show. The fee is if you are getting something or loving this show or this episode, please share with others so that they can benefit too. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. 
I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. See you inside.